This podcast is brought to you by Always, Secret, Venus, and Walmart. Welcome to the Hungry Hearts Podcast, a place for all of us to come and feed our souls. Hey, everybody, I'm Amina Brown here to welcome you back to the Hungry Hearts Podcast. Y'all, it's our final episode of the season. What am I going to do in my podcast living room without y'all? But good news is you've got a living room or a table or a porch where you can continue some of these conversations. You can continue that journey in yourself, uh, as well as with all of the people that walk in community with you. Here at Hungry Hearts, we're proud to work with partners like Walmart, who are committed to creating opportunities in communities, in part by funding programs that help address food security, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and disaster relief. You can learn more about Walmart's efforts to strengthen communities at walmart.org. We're thankful for our partners that help us to elevate even more the amazing stories that we've heard on the Together Live Tour. Today, we're talking about forging a path. On this episode, we're hearing from a true groundbreaker, 16-year-old climate justice activist, Isra Hersey. As a young Black Muslim woman, when Isra started taking interest in climate activism, she didn't see anyone else who looked like her in the organization she joined. So she made her own by co-founding U.S. Youth Climate Strike, which has organized hundreds of protests across the country and participated in the Democratic presidential climate debate. She sat down in Minneapolis with Glennon Doyle to discuss her activism, what inspires her, and how she set out to create a space in climate activism for young girls of color. Hello. Hi. I get to interview the superstar on the stage, and I'm really excited about this. So, I would like, we talked a little bit backstage, Isra, and I'm wondering if you would like to introduce yourself to this audience, because one thing I've learned is to not tell other people's stories for them. So I'm thinking you could probably do a good job yourself. Do you want to just tell them how you ended up here? Yeah, sure. Hi, my name is Isra Hersey. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and I am a climate justice activist. I guess I, I grew up kind of being like a change maker, like I've always wanted to change the world. And so I guess like activist was kind of already on my radar starting like kindergarten, I would say. And when I got into high school, I'm a junior now. Um, so my freshman year, I joined my school's environmental club. And from there, I learned a lot about the climate crisis and I learned about Line 3, which is a pipeline here, and Flint, Michigan, and all of these really horrible atrocities happening across the world. Um, and I guess I just wanted to do something about it. And so I was just doing work with my very white environmental club and then <laughs> I joined this like local group called I Matter Minneapolis, which doesn't exist anymore, but was also extremely white. And then I joined a statewide group called Minnesota Can't Wait, which with that group I was able to do some pretty cool things like the Minnesota Green New Deal, 
which is super awesome. And then I didn't really call myself a climate justice activist until the group that I'm a co-founder of, US Youth Climate Strike, started in late January of this year, so. And can you tell us a little bit about US Youth Climate Strike, what it is, how we can be involved, all the things? Yeah, so US Youth Climate Strike is a group that focuses on education, advocacy, and policy. We do a lot of the strikes in the United States, and we also focus a lot on policy. For example, we did, um, we were part of the groups that did the climate debate to call on presidential candidates. And so we are just a whole bunch of like middle school and high schoolers um, organizing, trying to do something about this climate crisis here in the United States. As you do, as you did when you were 15. One interesting thing that we talked about in the green room was I asked you, you're doing all these amazing things, but do you ever just feel like deeply pissed off at the adults because you have to do all these things? Go ahead. I do think that um, older generations definitely have failed young people, and I do think that it's really messed up of you all, thanks. Um, <laughs> But um, I do think that adults have failed in a lot of instances, not even just today, but in the past. And I think that has helped young people become a little bit more socially aware. And I think that that's a good thing. Obviously, young people shouldn't be socially aware because of bad things that are happening in our society. But that's kind of the reality that we're in, unfortunately. And so because of the failure of older generations, thousands of young people, millions of young people can go out and strike for the climate. And I think that that's a powerful thing. Um, and also proves that young people can create change and you don't need adults to do it for us. Okay, who are your heroes? I would say young people, so Gen Z, shout out. My little sister, she's seven. She's kind of one of the reasons on why like, I focus a lot on climate, only because the IPCC report, which is this report the UN does, said 2030 as the turning point, and she graduates high school in 2030 which is a little scary, but also she's super engaged. You know, I took her to one of the climate strikes and she was super excited. And I think people like her and younger kids are like one of the reasons why, you know, I do what I do. What other issues do you care about besides the climate? I mean, I know the climate's super important and I feel like it's worth your time, but... Um, <laughs> So what other things do you find yourself heartbroken or fired up about? I think environmental justice is all justice. I think talking about the climate is talking about immigration, talking about healthcare, talking about LGBTQ plus rights, women's rights, racial justice. I think they're all intertwined. So when I call myself a climate justice activist, I'm also calling myself an all activist. So when talking about how climate refugees are impacted or how people's health is going to get worse because of the climate crisis or how black and brown people are more impacted by the climate crisis, I think it's all intertwined. So I think I'm an everything activist. Mm -hmm. What is it like to be you in a school full of children that are normal? <laughs> Funny, funny thing, when I was in sixth grade, I was in my math class and somebody was like, oh, Isra, why are you in school? Shouldn't you be at a protest or something? And I feel like that is kind of like a good representation. Um, a lot of the kids at my school are like really like weirded out at the fact that I kind of don't go to school um, because of the stuff that I do. 
Um, and a lot of people don't really understand it. I, I would assume they would, since like, I don't know how you can't, especially in today's like political age. But there's a lot of high school students that are kind of confused. And so it's a way in which I can use what I have to educate people, not even just my fellow peers, but also my teachers, and explain to them why I do what I do. But it's a little bit difficult trying to manage going to like a public school and activism because I am always that black sheep in every room. Um, but I mean, I'm already known as like the girl that always talks about, you know, like she's just like, I guess a social justice warrior, the PC police, which I'm not mad about. I mean, like, thank you. That's a compliment. Um, so I don't know. I guess like I've kind of just adopted it. It's been like five years of like the same rhetoric. So. I will gladly be that PC police. Do you find your closest friendships among other activists that are your age? Kind of, uh -huh. except they all live all across the country. Right. So I have a lot of friends that are activists, but they don't live here. Some of them don't even live in the country. And my school friends, we kind of just don't talk about it as much. Mm -hmm. They're like socially aware and they care about issues. They come to the protests and come to my events and things like that. But it's not like they're activists or like engaged in organizing. Mm -hmm. So it's a balance. I live two different lives of like mm -hmm. me being in high school and I like have to, I turn off like my, let's talk about the Green New Deal self. And then <laughs> I am, but then with everybody else, I'm like, okay, so let me FaceTime these people because I don't get to see them all the time. Awesome. Um, okay, I want to ask you one more question before we leave because we've got, you've just made um, a lot of fans out here. And so let's take this moment for you to tell them exactly what they should do. For example, like you shouldn't brag to Isra that you just changed your straws because apparently that ain't it, okay? So, so... Don't do that. You tell them how they can best support you in your efforts, where they can find you, all the things. Right. So, U.S. Youth Climate Strike is on Twitter and Instagram, at U.S. Climate Strike. If you want to find Minnesota-specific stuff, it's at MN Climate Strike. And donation link will be up on our socials, too. Isra's story is a great way to close this season of Hungry Hearts because she is reminding us that life is not just about our personal stories or personal journeys. If we truly have hungry hearts, we want to not only love and care for ourselves, but love and care for the world around us. One of the things I really loved about what Isra shared with us is I loved that she's talking about how she approaches her justice work from this very holistic place, that uh, doing the work of fighting against injustice is not just about picking a cause here and there or picking a one thing that we care about. It's about thinking about justice holistically. All justice is connected. I love how Isra said, young people can create change and we don't need adults to do it for us. Let's take a cue from Isra. You and I can create change and we don't need someone else to do it for us. What's the change you can create? What's a step you can take towards that? How can you partner with young change makers like Isra to make our communities a better place?
Well, y'all, this is it. Our time together has come to an end. We've eaten all the chocolate. You know, we don't have any more hummus. But don't worry, it's just the beginning because I've learned so many lessons this season that I'm taking out into the world with me, and I hope you will too. Until next time, be unapologetically you. You never know who or what you could inspire. If you liked what you heard this season on Hungry Hearts, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. It helps us to reach more people who would benefit from hearing these amazing stories. You can check us out on all the socials at Together Live Events, and you can be my internet friend at Amina B-E-E. Thanks for listening. Thank you to our podcast sponsors, Always, Secret, Venus, and Walmart. <laughs>